Welcome everybody, episode 37 SF Live. My name is Kai Hoffman, I'm the CEO of the Sort Financial Group. And today we have a special company joining us, John McConnell. He's the president and CEO of Victoria Gold. Before I switch over to John, as always, I got to remind you, use hashtag AskVGCX, that's the company's ticker on the TSX, for your questions during our live stream. John and I will have a quick conversation before we switch over to Twitter and see what kind of questions you guys are asking, and we'll get to all of them, promise. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube, Spotify as well, and Instagram. Make sure you like our content, that way you'll always get notified as well when we go live with another episode. Now I have the pleasure to welcome John McConnell. John, how are you doing this morning? Very good. How are you, Kai? Nah, hanging in there. I'm on my third or fourth cup of coffee already. I've been up early. It's been a busy morning, so <laughs> can't complain. It's a, it's a holiday in the U.S., so things should be slower, but it uh, seems like everybody's trying to make use of uh, the opportunity of visibility here, so not being drowned out by some stuff. So, Right. I, know I chatted with a couple of shareholders this morning from the U.S., so they say they're still stuck at home, so might as well keep working. No, it's like I felt like that last week when it was Victoria Day here. It's like it wasn't much of a difference in a day anyway. So no. can't go out to the parks or anything. So um, we, we got a full list of things to talk about. Like I have the feeling I'm completely underprepared because we got so many topics to talk about with Victoria Gold. Um, this is like a semi-world premiere because the last time you spoke publicly somewhere was uh, the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference. That's the last video I could find of you. So this is a, a world premiere of John McConnell on YouTube and Twitter, I guess. Um <laughs> And I got a side note, by the way, you get the worst Twitter name, the worst Twitter handle. I think Brent Cook and you have the worst Twitter handles. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know what a Twitter handle is. So, uh... Well, you got 330 followers. So it's, uh, I think your Twitter handle is John, at John MCC and then some weird random numbers. So <laughs> now um, we, we got lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, first, we need to talk about co the Corona situation in the Yukon and, of course, how it has infected the commercial ramp up process for you guys at Eagle. Maybe you can, we can start there. Sure. Well, you know, we recognized quite early on, sort of mid-February, that, uh, you know, COVID was going to be an issue. Um, you know, I purposely didn't go to uh, PDA this year. PDAC this year because uh, I was nervous about it, but more I wanted to get up to the mine because I could see that government officials were getting nervous. And uh, so we worked with uh, government officials and the chief medical officer in the Yukon and came up with a series of measures that uh, everyone was comfortable with that we could keep operating. So we haven't really missed a beat. Uh, I mean, there are impacts, uh, you know, I know employees always don't have their mind on the job because, uh, you know, their families at down south or whatever. So, you know, some of the productivity has dropped. We, you know, change out a full crew every four weeks now. And it seems like people have forgotten their job a little bit. And so, it, you know, for the first three or four days, the productivities are lower, but uh, we're continuing to operate. And, uh, we, you know, there are no cases in the Yukon. Uh, I think the last case reported was four weeks ago now. So, uh, you know, they're, uh, they put in measures in the Yukon that, uh, Hopefully, we'll keep the numbers uh, very low for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I think there's a two-week quarantine going into the Yukon, right? Once you enter the territory, you got to quarantine yourself for two weeks. How are, you, how are you dealing with that situation? I'm sure you got some, some workers coming in from out of territory. 
industry? Yeah, so we probably have uh, 150 employees that are from Alberta or BC. Um, and as you say, when they come in, we self-isolate them in uh, hotels in Whitehorse before they go to the mine site. Um, fortunately, uh, more than 50% of our employees are Yukoners and they don't have any restriction. Cool. No, that, that's helpful because that, like you're in the commercial ramp-up process. You're in the most important phase almost of, of the mine built right now. So everything's going to go work into plan. And uh, you said you're going to go uh, commercial uh, this uh, this quarter. Um, I saw that in a presentation as well. I think you announced Q2 2020. Are we on track for that? Yeah, we're essentially at uh, commercial rates right now. Um, there are some tax advantages to delaying the official announcement until the end of the quarter. So it saves us a little money. So we'll do that. Okay, no, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, if you're producing already, um, I think we should talk about the April, you put out some April numbers. Um, let, let's start there because we're just talking about the ramp up. And uh, you, you announced that you produced 6,700 ounces, if I'm not mistaken, uh, roughly in, in April. Um, how is that looking? And like what I'm really getting at and what I'm really personally interested in as well, like how have you fared over the winter? Because I think it was a fairly harsh one in the Yukon. Sure. Um, you know, we've always planned that we would not stack on the uh, leach pad during the three coldest months of the year. Uh, so we mine and primary crush year round and we secondary crush and stack uh, for uh, nine months of the year. So we stopped stacking uh, mid-December and resumed stacking mid-March. So, but the good news is we kept leaching right through the winter and it was a very cold winter this year. Um, first time I've experienced uh, minus 50 in my career and I, I have spent my whole career in Canada's north. So uh, anyway, that is cold and uh, you know, but the good news is the leach pad didn't freeze or anything and we produced gold right through the uh, winter. And then once we started getting, uh, you know, fresh ore on the pad in March and April, we saw the gold production come up. Uh, so as you said, we produced uh, just under 7,000 ounces of gold in April, and we're on track to produce somewhere around 10,000 ounces in May. And then June, July, we'll get up to, uh, you know, numbers closer to 15,000 ounces per month. Okay, so with your feasibility and the, the plan you had to build the mine, like how, how does that fare in comparison? Like what's the, what's the comparison, um, yeah, the quarter or the monthly production rate? And uh, also I want to know about the average grade as well. So what's that look? Yeah, like? I think it compares well. I don't have those numbers in front of me right now, but, uh, you know, and we haven't provided any guidance uh, on production, but uh, uh, things are going very well. Um, in terms of grade, uh, you know, we sample all the drill blast holes as well. We have a belt sampler that samples the feed going onto the leach pad. And we reconcile both of those numbers right back to the block model. And so far, uh, we're getting great reconciliation and the numbers are bang on. No, fantastic. And it's a fairly simple project. The only problem, like in my opinion, always was the cold up there and whether the, the leach cycle would be interrupted by the minus 55 or so degrees, right? Yeah, no, that's right. And, you know, I've always 
told people, you know, look at what they've done at Fort Knox and look what how it performed at Brewery Creek in the past. And, you know, the number we monitor is the uh, number, the temperature of the barren solution going on to the leach pad and the temperature of the pregnant solution coming off the leach pad. And uh, we always, through the whole winter, saw an increase in temperature of the solution coming off the pad. For example, say the solution temperature was five degrees going on to the pad, it was nine degrees coming off the pad. So, you know, the reaction between gold and cyanide is slightly exothermic. So as long as you get enough material on the pad and get it working, um, you keep the heat there. That, that's a good point. And I don't want to get too technical, but uh, as you said, get enough material on the pad. And now I'm wondering about the leach cycle time as well, because you don't uh, you don't stack for three months. Right. So, yeah. Um, there must be a good match like in between because you get 90 days roughly where you're not stacking plus or minus a few days but uh, just how does that work yeah so a complete leach cycle for us is uh, 150 days so we're not even through a full leach cycle since we restarted stacking in uh, mid-march and that's why i say you you know you're will produce more in may than we did in april and then june more than we did in may and then we'll get to a nice uh, plateau and uh, you know monthly production will be uh, very level until we stop stacking again next december okay curious um i don't have the number in my head just remind me annual annual production that was planned is 125 correct uh originally ounces yeah no it's always been around two hundred thousand. oh okay okay sorry no um, i was off there i was just trying to do the math with the 10 and fifteen thousand ounces uh, for for may and june so i was off there so um one thing we need to talk about as well um COVID hit and you guys did a couple financings one in february and one not just too long ago where you raised uh, close to seven million dollars in flow through and another 23 million us um for for uh eagle um, can you give us some more color on that and why did you raise the money? So we, you know, we were being opportunistic in January when we raised development flow through, you know, it's uh, similar to exploration flow through, but it's, uh, you know, can only be applied to things like waste stripping. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, there was an opportunity. So we raised uh, money then and that was used for uh, waste stripping in phase two of the open pit. So that money's been expended now. Uh, more recently, uh, we were approached by uh, BMO and PI, uh, and they offered us a bought deal, $20 million financing. Um, we didn't need the money at the time. You know, we don't need it, and, but uh, I refer to it as my COVID reserve fund. You know, we're a single asset company and if, uh, you know, government does something silly or if all of a sudden there's, uh, you know, 20 cases of COVID at site and we are forced to shut down, this gives us a reserve to weather the storm until uh, we get measures in place to deal with it. So. That was the thinking behind it. Uh, I hope we never have to spend a cent of it and that we're using it uh, in the fourth quarter to buy back our shares. 
I was thinking they were just dividended out to the shareholders. <laughs> well, that's a possibility as well. Um, so the re- CDE's the development fund, um, we talked about that, but uh, you already spent the $7 million. Is, is that correct? Correct. Yeah, okay. Because it's a CDE you don't see too often, so I just like to make uh, make it clear on, on what it is and uh, sure. what the timeline is for, for no, spending there's, it. Uh, there's a lot of people don't understand the difference, but it has to be, you know, you'll see underground mining companies uh, raise it for development, underground development. But it's uh, very narrow uses in a in an open pit operation. No, I can imagine. So cool. Um, talking about it, like you, you raised twenty million dollars as your reserve fund, but you also have a ten million dollar exploration budget. Let's talk about exploration and, and, and upsided eagle and and the area. You have a big property. You added to it recently as well, and then you got exploration assets in, in Nevada as well. Let, let's talk about your exploration plans moving forward and how to add to uh, to eagle there. Yeah, originally we had a $10 million uh, budget and uh, we thought we'd be on the ground now. Um, Now, COVID has impacted that. Um, So we expect to start exploration in July. Um, And uh, we've reduced our budget to $5 million this year. But, you know, if we have success... You know we're cash flowing a lot of money so uh if there's good success we'll uh you know probably up the uh, budget okay what, what are you planning in terms of meters and i think uh, remind me of the name of the project that's fairly close to eagle between banyan tree or why do i keep calling banyan tree because there's a hotel <laughs> chain that's called banyan tree uh banyan <laughs> gold and uh, the arch mcquestion project and your project um are you going to be spending most of the time there or most of the budget there yeah we have a property uh or a target out to the east of Eagle, about 15 kilometers east. And it's another large granodiorite intrusive, similar to the one that hosts Eagle. So we're going to spend the money on drilling there. We've got planned about 14,000 meters. Uh, And within the Eagle or the Nugget granodiorite is an area we call Raven. And we think we have a new discovery there. We made it last year. And what's uh, interesting about it is uh, it's much higher grade than Eagle so far, although it's early days. But we're seeing multi-gram intercepts right on surface. I was going to ask you what's higher grade for you or high grade because Eagle, I think, is 0.63 if I'm not mistaken. Two, three, four, five grams over 125 meters. So pretty exciting stuff. So uh, that'll be the main focus uh, is Raven. I think about half the drilling is planned there. And then the other half of the drilling is uh, on the greater nugget intrusive. And now what's going to be the mill capacity at, at, at Eagle? Will you be, when, once ramp up is done at 100% or do you get some more room um, to expand it easily or just add to it? Yeah, because it's uh, heap leach, uh, we just, you know, really need to expand the leach pad or build a second leach pad. Okay, so fairly easy to add the, the, new, uh, the new ounces that you're finding right now. Yes. Okay. Uh, any permitting involved? Anything that might take the expansion of the tailings, uh, the, the heap leach pad or so? Yeah, we need an amendment to our current license, and uh, we're going to submit uh, the application for that amendment uh, this year. 
Okay, so you got instant, like immediate plans to, to add to it. And uh, what's the timeline roughly to, for an amendment? Does it go fast? Because I know Alexco, your neighbor, is still waiting for a water permit, and that's taken on years. So, yeah, there's lots of differences between you know Alexco and Victoria, um, you know, and uh, I'm not, <laughs> I won't go into the problems <laughs> they've had, but. Uh, um, you know, we think it probably takes, uh, you know, 18 months to get the amendment, but we don't need a second leach pad for uh, seven years. So we're getting a real early start on it. Okay, sounds like you have some plans with it. So that's that's exciting to hear, though, um, to expand the production because you're one of the bigger producers in Canada right now as well. So curious, um, expansion expansion is one thing. Like shareholders of yours are Orion, for example. I think if I'm not mistaken, 47% is Orion, 49 no, they're a little lower. I think with this recent oh, financing, okay. yeah. we asked them not to participate and they were happy with that. So they're closer to 40% now. Okay. What are their plans with their share moving forward? Because they yeah. like the reason I'm asking, they own a lot of assets um, that are not in public companies. I'm just curious. I'm trying to figure out what they're planning to do and have they mentioned anything? They're 40% shareholder of a, of a bigger producer. Oh, we share lots of ideas. And, <clears throat> you know, I would say... The one thing Orion does is make money. And I have no doubt that if somebody came along and offered them uh, $20 a share for Victoria, they would uh, <laughs> be interested. Um, the other opportunity is to, uh, as you say, they've got lots of interests in other companies and maybe we do some sort of combination when the timing's right. Okay, no, I know Eric Sprott, for example, as soon as he gets a foothold in the company, he's, he's trying to maximize his uh, exposure in the area or something with other holdings he's got. So just uh, yeah. more, more speculative on my part. Um, but let's switch over to Twitter. We got a question in from Path Capital out of Berlin, actually. And uh, let me see. I think we answered part of it. Um, but uh, he, he's asking in the November 19 presentation, there was a point that you'd say you'd be cash flow positive um fairly soon why did you raise 23 million in may we talked about that more of a reserve more uh just a covid reserve in case anything happens um he's asking if there are any cash flow problems in the ramp up phase and to, do you need more money to commercial production yeah we were cash flow positive in the fall but then when we uh stopped stacking in december we were no longer cash flow positive through December, January, February, March, and the first part of April. But we're now cash flow positive again. Um, we do not need any further financing to achieve commercial production. I think we're sitting with roughly uh, 40 million in cash right now. So we're in very good shape. Uh, we have our first uh, debt payment coming up at the end of this month, and we'll very comfortably make that debt payment. And uh, he, he's further asking what will be the all-in sustaining costs for 2020, but you haven't put out a guidance yet, have you, for that? Yeah, I have to be a little careful on that, but uh, you know, it won't be the life of mine 800. Uh, it'll be something a little north of that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, John, we, we got so many topics to talk about. It's like, I, I wish I could go way more into detail, but we're running out of time here. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, so as, as a last question thing, so, some Victoria Gold up for us in 30 seconds with the news flow coming up and catalysts as well, potentially. 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, news flow, um, you know, commercial production here shortly, um, exploration out at uh, Raven. Um, you know, we're in the process of refinancing our debt. Um, we've gone out to more than 30 financial institutions and we think uh, probably third or fourth quarter we'll uh, uh, refinance the debt into one package at uh, a much lower interest rate. Um, and we're also uh, investigating, uh, you know, listing in the U.S. We're looking at the pros and cons and the different exchanges there. but. Uh, I think we're leaning towards listing in the U.S. in the fourth quarter. Okay, so those are massive value drivers as well. And I'm, I'm curious, like, what, what's your current debt percentage that the interest you're paying? Um, it's LIBOR. You know, it's three different facilities, and they're all a little different. Uh, but a good blended number is LIBOR plus 6%. Okay, and you can definitely get cheaper loans right now or cheaper money. LIBOR is, you know, less than 1% right now. So, uh, yeah, we think we can get it down to LIBOR plus 3%. Okay, and uh, since I got you, what, what's the do total dollar number you would save, just in case, theoretically, if you were able to package it like that? I'm I can't remember guy. You know, and the other difference is or the, I wouldn't say it's a problem, but uh you know, at current gold price, we'll repay the debt in less than 2 years. So there's some incentive to get it redone as quickly as possible. Oh, no, that makes a lot of sense and getting that that burden off is phenomenal. So that's great. John, thank you so much for joining us. It was a great pleasure having you on, um especially after let's call it a drought of uh, of you being on 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 the internet on social media. So I really appreciate you coming on NSF live here. Um, everybody else, thank you for your questions. Thanks for your time. Thanks for watching. Again, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube and Twitter channels. Follow us on Spotify as well. That's for your commute from your bedroom to your bathroom to your home office. And uh, we'll, we'll see everybody else uh, on the next episode. John, stay safe and we'll talk very soon. Thanks, Kai.